This is episode 62 of The Chick in Charge. Today, Mary talks with financial advisor Joe Faxio. Throughout his career, this Emory grad's focus has been to be a value add to his clients and their families. Faxio offers financial planning, investment management, and access to capital to his clients. He is a resource to entrepreneurs and active in his community. And while he is serious about his business, his great sense of humor shows he doesn't take himself too seriously. Get ready for a lively discussion about your finances with Joe Faxio. Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Hey everybody, this is Sarah Smith from Solution Road and I am the producer of the Chicken Charge podcast with my incredibly helpful uh, director, Port Wilson. Hello, Port. Hello. And uh, we do this with the chick in charge, Mary Parker, who is CEO of All-in-One Security, the founder of the Mary Parker Foundation, the author of the autobiography, The Chick in Charge, and the overachiever in general, Ms. Mary <laughs> Parker. Good morning, Good Sarah. Morning. Good morning, Port. Good morning. Hi, Joe. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> yeah, I feels like, uh, please don't read my bio after that. That uh, I was like, I need, oh my God. <laughs> I need some more work coming after that, you know. We have some. We have a, we we. There's always room for improvement. Yes. But Mary's inspirational, absolutely, so we can get it done. And, and Sarah, that she travels with me. Oh. Right. Yes. We pay her for that type of introduction. Well, that's money well spent. <laughs> all I could hear was, "I'm kind of a big deal." That's Hello. all I heard. I Hello. Like, <laughs> My name is Mary. I'm kind of a My big name deal. Is, <laughs> yep. Mary's Joe, in the room. Joe, thank you so much yeah. for being here. And you know, it's really really interesting to me because being. With having such humble beginnings and not knowing about money sure. starting out in my life, yeah. uh, and to have this conversation at such a time as this for women sure, specifically yeah. because things are changing, Absolutely. things are really really changing, and so uh, we're going to dive right in here with you. And one of the first things that I noticed when I was when I was looking at the some of the answers sure. to questions we asked was your first job. That's right. So if you will just share with our listening audience and me again, sure, your first job, uh, please. Yeah. So my, my very first job um, was uh, cutting grass, and uh, I was probably I think about nine nine years old, nine ten years somewhere in that age range, and I had a. Uh, <clears throat> A, uh, um, I was cutting my mom's grass, and I guess my mom was talking to one of the people at her job, right. and she uh, and and she's like, "Oh, can he cut my grass?" So I started cutting grass. Word of mouth is the best way to go. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, and then they were making, you know, and then so a buddy of mine years later, a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, man, we're uh, we're cutting grass." I was like, "Well, can I cut with you?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we can do it, right?" So we went. I never forget. We went and cut three yards, and it was uh, and the buddy it was his cousin. His dad, his, so his uncle was the guy kind of managing us, right? And we were cutting the grandmother's yard, right? And he had a cousin who hardly cut any grass. So the, the, the agreement was $30, right? You know, this is years ago, right? For three years, you know, which is... I love it. And so, you know, during the time, I'm noticing how my friend Edward, you know, he's not, oh, hopefully he's not listening, well, uh, it was not cutting, right? You know, where me and my friend, my other buddy was. And so I was like, okay, well, my head, well, we'll probably just spit the $30 between the two of us. 
Ooh. No, at the end, we each got $10. Business lesson. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> got to have an agreement ahead of time. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, then, and so I come home so complaining to my mom. I was like, Mom, this is crazy. I cut three yards a day, and I made $10. When I cut a grass by myself, I make $20 on one yard. And she said, that's why you should have your own business. There you go. And that has stuck with me. And, I, and uh, most of my career has been very entrepreneurial for that very reason. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, that was a great lesson that your mom gave to mm-hmm. you early on. Yes, ma'am. And so with that, when you look back over your life, and we won't talk about the buddy, but there is a biblical story That's right. that aligns with your story uh, as, it, as, it, as it relates to that. Yeah. But what are some of the other things, you know, as you've gone through life that you say, I wish... Mm. I had known this earlier in my life. Uh, well, first thing I think I said this on the forum is life's not fair. You, you just did. gotta, you just gotta accept it. It's just, it's just not. Even like, for instance, with the uh, the grass situation, uh, it, it just wasn't fair, and and that's and life's not fair. And and I try to teach my daughters that early on. They're nine and six, so it's gonna take some time, you know. But uh, the the quicker you learn that life's not fair and you can deal with it, I think the better equipped you are, you know. And it's. Yeah, so that that was one because I I think uh, you know growing up as a kid you you expect fairness right and then you know you can complain your biggest complaint right. hey that's not fair and then usually some adult figure tries to make things fair right you know but life just doesn't work that way right. uh, absolutely not <laughs> you, know? you know I was reading on my way from L A Sunday sure. night I've been reading it but I reached a, a particular section in the Michelle Obama's book becoming and it was so many challenges. But some of the things that helped get her through some of the greatest challenges were lessons that she learned from her mother. And one in particular stuck with me, and that was life isn't fair. That's right. But it doesn't stop. That's right. It doesn't stop. It's all about how you continue to move it. And the attitude for which you deal with it. That's right. That was a great, your mother was a fantastic <laughs> woman. And it sounds to me as though she too was a chick in charge. Yes, she was. She was a uh, Marine. So uh, we very much uh, in charge. <laughs> so, uh, yes, indeed. So now, and with that type of upbringing, yeah. you know, when you when you look at how your life started, sure. uh, what are some of the things that you would say to your younger self today? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, outside of life not being fair, I think the one thing is it's okay to have a plan, right? You need to, to, to plan your work and have a plan, but also be willing to pivot because life is unpredictable and there are things that come up, you, you know, uh, that you think is going to work right. out one way and it's, it worked out this way for other people in similar situations. Mm-hmm. See, part of my problem growing up is that I, at one time I wanted to be an engineer. Because I think very formalistic, right? You know, in math, you know, X plus Y gives you Z, right? Yep. Well, you know, life doesn't work that way. You can have X plus Y and get F squared. Like, what, what happened? Like, you know, and want to say F squared. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> now, Joe, that is a very, very, very funny analogy. When you start talking math, I'm much better at it now. I didn't want to think about it. And I don't know what happened, but at some point, I was really, really great in math as a child. But sure. somewhere I lost that interest. And... I could not graduate from college because of algebra. Oh, wow. And the reason I couldn't graduate, I couldn't grasp algebra. Yeah. Because it never made sense to me <laughs> we, that we have math that in was common. With, yeah, <laughs> that math could also include letters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, so yeah. I'm going, once I get it figured, once I figure it out, then I will go, well, why did they put a letter in here in the first place? And yes. it was it was with my company when I started creating and listen to me listening audience. 
when I started creating, doing cost analysis, That's right. when we began forecasting and projecting, I had to create formulas because we sell by the hour. Mm. And I needed to know, okay, if, if, they're, if, they're, if their contract is one person, 24 hours a day, they're paying a 60. I had to use some formulas yeah. in order to come up with that. And the, when that aha moment came, it was like, Mary, what have you been waiting on? Yeah. So I'm saying that to some of our audience as well in talking with your children. It may be delayed, but it doesn't mean that they will never get it. That's right. That's right. And sometimes I think it's about making it relatable, right? So I'm yes. sure, you know, sometimes uh, I had this math teacher in, in high school. He'd, you'd ask a question and he'd go, well, what did you understand? Well, a lot. That's why you're here is to help me understand, right? right? right. You know, so, but if you could find something that you can relate, for instance, a cost analysis, because you were very much vested yes. in, in understanding that, then it clicked. Oh, okay. And I was doing it all along. That's right. But this is a great segue sure. into us talking about money matters. Absolutely. Okay. I yeah. would love to, and, to pivot. Yes. Let's pivot. Yes. So, Joe, it is really, really no longer, we know that it's not a myth. Women tend to yep. pay the bills and all of that. What's happening in what's happening here now is the transition. That's right. We're having to be more responsible. That's right. We're having to be the ones actually going out and creating the revenue. So it means a lot more to us yep. now that we're closer to it. What are some of the things you can offer us in preparing ourselves. So I was just reading uh, on some statistics. I don't know the exact number, but one of the challenges that women have when planning for the future is that it's, it's the trade-off between quality of life today. Like it's like, hey, I know it's very important that I save for retirement and put money away in the future. However, there are things, like you said, things day to day that I have to think about. And, and oftentimes, even in my marriage, um, I've been guilty of this. There's a lot of things that my wife thinks about that I don't, that I don't right? And so one of the challenges is, okay, yes, and then I think part of it too is especially if you're a mom or something like that, and I hope this doesn't come off too, I don't know, antiquated. We'll help you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no uh, is that, you know, there, there's this kind of almost, what I've seen, almost this innate nurture to put others first, you know, because let me take care of everybody else, yep. and then mama will come last, right? Yep. You know, that's kind of, and that's kind of culturally how we have trained some of our, our, our women, right? You know, and so I think one of the things is kind of rewiring that, you know what, just like on the airplane when it says, hey, put your oxygen mask on first, you know, that's right. okay to like, you know what, yes, I know there's all these things, the kids, um, you know, all those, all these things, but I do have to think about, okay, not just today, but tomorrow, right? You know, and so um, I'm trying to answer your question. So one of the things is, I know this sounds really cliche, but make room to pay yourself first. Love that doesn't sound that. cliche. No, that is no. a real deal. It's and it's great. okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You know, because you think about this, I mean, yep. and, and this may help some, if you don't have anything, you know, put away for yourself, right? And then your kids grow up and now you, now you become a burden upon them. So actually, it's being a good parent, and I'm not shaming those who haven't, but if you think of it, that might help you say, okay, this is, this is, this is actually for my kids yeah. by making sure that I'm good. Right. That way I'm not a burden to them later on, you know. And I Absolutely. think thinking that way might be a little helpful for the, for the moms in the room, you know, and for those who are, or even those who are just community-oriented and want to take care of the community and all that, you know, because it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have kids to be a good woman, obviously, right? You know. Right. But yeah, so. Right. And, and also, you know. I mean, there's so many people who just can't say no. 
That's right. They and can't it's okay say to say no. no. One of the things that helped me was, again, my upbringing. Yeah. Uh, being from very, very humble beginnings and not having that much, we were very careful. Or I've been very careful, my family, and also we're able to share this with so many other things. But we were taught the danger of credit cards. Oh, yes. We were taught, and, you know, we're a little bit older, but we used layaway because my aunt and uncle, who, whom I received lots of wisdom from, always said, if you don't have the money That's right. to pay for it now, That's right. then it's not meant that you get it now. That's a- Lay it away while you're thinking about it. You may decide that you don't really need it. That's right. But everything is so instant today. So, you know, one of the things that I also read the book, Profits First. Okay. That was a great book, and it teaches about how to take your money and not have it all in one location, put it in areas where you don't have access to, zero out certain balances so you know that you're staying on budget. That really, really helps me a lot. Sure. But also savings. Talk a little bit about ratio of income, savings, and assets. Hey everybody, this is Sarah Smith of the Chicken Charge for Gusto. All women who own their own businesses are chicks in charge. I love it, but you know, add in raising a family and you know, trying to have a life, it gets pretty hectic. Like many of my fellow female business owners, I know the core of my business, but what many of us struggle with are things like payroll and benefits and HR. Enter Gusto, really a godsend for small businesses like mine. Gusto features fast and easy to run payroll with W-2s and 1099s. It automatically files and pays all payroll taxes, which is amazing all by itself. There are tons of benefits to choose from, and you can store all employee documents online. Now you're thinking, I still have to figure this out on my own. But the real beauty of Gusto is that you have direct access to certified HR professionals. That is huge. And they know their stuff. So you get easy payroll processing, benefits, and excellent support all in one place. And that place is Gusto. Chicken Charge listeners get three months free once they run their first payroll. So go to gusto.com slash chicken charge. Be the expert in your business and let Gusto be your payroll and HR expert. Go to gusto.com slash chicken charge and get three months free. I have seen this, especially in communities where you're the star of the family, right? You're the one. Who made it? If you if you come from a you know hello and, and, exactly and so <laughs> and so then they all look to you right and and I have and I have helped clients with this. I had one client said, "Look, man, next time somebody asks you, just say your advisor said you couldn't do it, 
you know, blame me because you that's don't want to be good, the bad guy. That's <laughs> great advice. <laughs> you really, know, really is. You know, it's great advice. And what me and my wife do sometimes is we'll blame the other one. Well, you know, I'd love to help you, but my husband's just not on board. Right. Or my wife's not on board. You know, right. so if people do it, even when I was single, I used to say, man, what? Joe, you know. I asked you for some money last month, and that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now I, oh, man. Secrets out. Secrets out. <laughs> Secrets out. But, okay, so. Come I on, just, help me here today, Joe. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. right. Exactly. So you tell, tell, blame it on Joe. That's all right. But, um, okay, so now back to your question about where and how to save, correct? Is that what yes, yeah. yes. So 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 we're assuming that you oh and ratios, right? Yes. So I usually it's you know that's so there's a rules of thumb and then there's what I like to do. Okay. So Ooh, okay. So rules, your both. So rules sounds of thumb good. are usually they'll say, you know, put ten ten percent away, right? You know, and then obviously I'm a church boy, so we're gonna we're gonna give ten percent to God tithe. first. So we're gonna tithe, <laughs> right? Then I tell folks, well, even that, maybe 10% to the community. You know, for some folks who are not religiously mm-hmm. inclined, you know, you put and then you put 10% away either with some retirement savings or something like that, and then you live off the rest. Okay, that's a good start. You know, what I would like to see, and that what my daddy used to do, that he could save, is he'd say, you spend a dollar, you save a dollar. That wow. was his. That's 50%. That, I like that that. that. that was his. That was his thing. Now, for some folks, it's hard to get there. So just like with my... Um, Speaking of tithing, it's funny. So my sister, a few years ago, um, uh, she uh, she you know recently got back in the church. So she was like, you know, I, I tithe, but I don't give ten percent. And I was like, uh, you do know tithe? It literally means ten percent. And so she started. I'm your gross. I, yeah, right? exactly. exactly. <laughs> so then she started. Huh? I said, well, listen, one, two, three. Start with three percent, and then gradually increase it to four. Consistently. Then to five. You know, and that's what I did with my 401k. Started off. I always I picked the number, and then I just automatically had it go up the following year because you really don't miss it. You know, and I was just having this conversation last night with a uh, with a relative of mine, and we were talking about finance. And he's a business owner. You know, and one of the challenges I get it. You know, between paying everybody else, making sure there's something left, and then you know. And then the danger is, you're like, well, I'll get to it one day. And then you wake up 10 years later and you're like, oh, God, I got to catch up. Right? right? You know? And so one of the ways that you can avoid that is if you systematically start small. Right? You know? So if you can, there are certain retirement accounts that you can open up, right, where you can just kind of consistently put it away. Such as? Yeah. Um, what would so, you recommend? So, okay. So I can't, uh, so officially I cannot recommend anything without knowing anyone's personal situation. Please uh, run all this by your tax advisor and personal financial advisor. How's that for legalese, right? <laughs> Very good. That was, that was, that was, that was pre- good. That was pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Disclaimer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. However, there are certain options out there depending on your situation. I'm not saying this may work for you, but I'm just giving. So for one instance, if you um, are just starting off, don't have a lot of employees or have no employees, a very low cost way is a SEP IRA. You know, what you is it called? A SEP, SEP IRA. IRA. It I'm stands for Simplified down. Employee Pension. All right. I'm not recommending this. I'm just telling you these are some of the options because I'm sure my compliance is going to listen here soon. All right. <laughs> great. great. <laughs> great. And, and that's yeah. what we're looking for. Just yeah. some just yeah. so, options. So you could look at a SEP IRA. Um, the reason I like that, low cost, uh, very easy to administer. You can get the paperwork done pretty quickly. And you can put it away, and you and you can get some of the tax benefits that often comes with having a retirement account. And these are pre-tax dollars. These are pre-tax typically accounts. pre-tax dollars, correctly. You put it away on a pre-tax. Just think of like it's like if you have a 401k, how that's pre-tax. A SEP IRA will work similar. Um, as your business grows, or depending how your business is, you may want to look at a simple IRA, right? Uh, that's a way where now your employees can contribute, and then you can contribute. Um, as your business continue goes, you can actually do a simple 401k. Uh, and then you could do a possible a simple 401k with a profit share. So now I will tell you, if your cash flow is lumpy, the beautiful thing about a profit share is that you're not mandated every year 
for a certain amount. It gives you okay. flexibility for the lumpy cash flow. You know, um, and then if you're like super cash flow heavy, you can open up like a cash balance plan. But so those are some, once again, I'm not recommending, depends on your situation, but those are some of the options. Right. But a lot of times I'll send, sorry, go ahead on. Oh, I was going to say, and those are some things that you can research on your own. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. and they're not um, firm specific. Most firms offer those, you know. Yeah. Um, but, so. but Joe, if, if someone is listening and they, they yeah. really, you know, they don't know what to do when they want to call you. How do they find you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, for one. Yep. Uh, I'm on uh, joe.faxio at prudential.com. Very easy. Yep. Uh, and, Sounds uh, good. Yeah, you can start there. I was about to give my number. I was like, you know what? There might be some crazy. So. No, no, no. <laughs> you never know that. No crazy fans. Get the websites. <laughs> yeah, I have so joe.faxio joe at prudential.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Joe Faxio. I'm yep. on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on all those things. And Joe Joe's Faxio. very responsive on LinkedIn. Yeah, I am. I yep. am very much so. Very much. I will respond for you. Now, I will tell you if you are adding me, just send a note. Hey, heard you on the podcast, so that way I can automatically accept you. There you go. You know, if if not, I'll kind of like, who is this person? I don't know, because you know, right? Which right. is interesting. Like now, when people send LinkedIn <coughs> stuff, let, let them know why you why you're trying to connect. And most exactly. people, you know, anyway. But I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Joe, I. I want to go back to this yeah. thing, and I'm, I'm always trying to make sure that we get as much information sure. for our audience, and specifically our women audience. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are some of the other things, in addition to the accounts that yeah. uh, that we that we mentioned, they can research, and if they're not already, if they don't have those set up already, um, what is how, how can they determine where they are today? in terms of the needs they will have in oh, the future. Yeah, so yeah, let me back up. I and mean, that's great, because, uh, and that's actually part of the process whenever I work with someone. The first thing you want to sit down are, what are your goals? What are your life goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And that can vary depending on where you are in life. Um, so for instance, if you're younger and you have kids, maybe some of your goals are, you know, paying for my kids college one day or who knows, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people say, you know what, little student loan debt didn't do me no harm. So it can do you good. And I've heard other folks like, absolutely not. So, so you got to kind of map out what those goals are. And then what you want to do is then try to find uh, a cost associated with those goals. And this is where working with a financial professional can come into play. You know, that is a kind of a shameless plug. But uh, but, yeah, but it's true. Yes, they yes. can help you. And I also want to add that contributing to our organizations of cause is another way of use as a strategy for Oh, for tax taxes. Deduction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there, there are tax. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's that. There's charitable contributions. There are actually. We don't want to forget that. That's absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we want to we mention that first. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, charitable contributions. Um, and on top of that. Uh, well, there, we can get this really. There, there is some very sophisticated philanthropic ways that you can re get assets out of your name, reduce your tax liability, and help causes out. I'm calling yeah. you after the show so that we can talk a little bit more about sure. that, Joe. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it done. I've, you know, um, but yeah. Uh, um, well, I was going to say. So there's that. Uh, then there's there's tax credits that you can you can possibly purchase, um, but you have to do your research on that and make sure you're buying them from getting them from a very reliable source. Which, by the way, I don't do that, so please don't reach out to me. <laughs> but there are reputable, and but those those tax credits, what they do are actually credits against taxes owed versus where a a contribution reduces the tax liability. So there's a difference there. Once again. Um, Talk to your CPA slash tax advisor about this, as we do not give out tax advice. Uh, <laughs> very, very good. Great sure. disclaimer. Joe, <laughs> sure, as a financial advisor, sure. you, you know, 
when people come in and talk to you about their money, it's so personal. Yeah. And how do you, I mean, you're so, you're very charming and, and that's one, one of the reasons why I connected with you when we met. You're friendly and uh, you never judge. Sure, absolutely. Which is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, but, but how do you make people feel comfortable when they're sort of taking their coat off? Sure. Um, well, I think number one, um, even though I don't take myself too seriously, I take what I do. Very serious. Gotcha. I mean, this is this is like up to outside of maybe your health, but this this is this is the most important thing, you know, as far as how it can impact people's lives. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, I'm a church boy outside of what what, you, what ministers do on Sundays. That's just me. But um, you know, outside of that, I think this is the most. This can really impact. So I take it very seriously. Um, and and the approach I try to take a very professional approach, like a right. professional services approach. And I would say if you're looking for an advisor, and for some reason if I don't fit your fanny, you want to make sure who you're working with. They see themselves as a professional service provider, not a salesperson, not a broker, not a jockey, but like almost on par with an attorney or a CPA. Gotcha. Like that's the kind yeah. of professional uh, approach that they should take. And then we, I'm sorry, it's like on. a money doctor. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. right. So yeah. and doing so. People who are listening today, never talked with a financial advisor, don't know what to look for. What are some of the characteristics? What type of questions? Could you give us three questions? Sure, yeah. Number one, always ask them how they're paid. That's all. I mean, if they, if if they, ask the financial advisor. Exactly. How how do you make money? That's the, that, because you got to make sure there's incentive alignment, you know, and, and if, and then from there, and I can tell you, you know, you can look up typically there's either commission paid, there's fee only, and then there's some hybrids. Uh-huh. And there's pros and cons of all those. And you just need to make sure that you are comfortable with how they're paid. Keep and doing your research. That's right. That's right. And so that's the first thing you want to do is know how, how they're compensated and how they're paid. Right. Uh, number two, you, you, you want to ask what licenses do they have? Are they licensed to provide the kind of advice? Because let's, let's, I used to always joke, there's all kind of people put out their sales as a financial advisor, insurance people, uh, attorneys, um, stockbrokers, your barber, you know, your bartender, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone gives advice, right? You know? So look, look for, you know, licenses and who governs those licenses, you know, for, me, for instance, if you're, and then you can also, you know, you can do research on them. There's a thing called FINRA.org. F- what is it? FINRA, F-I-N-R-A dot O-R-G, FINRA. You can go on there and do a broker check, put their name in there, and see every firm they've worked at. Wow. And see if they left for non-besized calls. See if there's been any client complaints. You know, Very all those things you can do research before you meet with them. So, no okay. idea. Had so, no idea. So number one, here we go. Let's, so back to that. So how they compensated, what's their client base like? You know, have they worked with people like you before? And, and if they hasn't, doesn't mean it's a deal breaker, but just have that conversation. Um, and then what is their process? Like, you know, and then uh, I guess a three-part A. Of that process, what kind of services do you provide? Because some folks are just only investments. Some folks focus on insurance first, then investments. Some people do financial planning, which then incorporates all of that. And there's all different terms. And then what you want to say, well, when you say financial planning, what exactly does that mean? Like, tell me what that looks like. Paint me a picture. You know, and then that should kind of give you information and judge, you know. So. Those are great things. Excellent. Hopefully that should be You helpful. have been an excellent guest, Joe. Oh, well, thank you. And it was just too quick, so we're I going know. to invite you back oh, again. Always yep. happy to come back. And, and I'm going to call you offline. Okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. And I'm sure, listening audience, you were able to glean 
quite a bit from Joe today. Absolutely. And I hope that you will apply those lessons that he's shared with you in your life. And I don't know why I keep promoting the book and the title stays with me, but I can't remember the can't remember the author. But if you read Prophets First, you will get a lot of information. And when you meet with Joe, yep. you'll also have some of your things already in line. Perfect. I'm meeting with Joe this week. Oh, great, Sarah. You'll share with me your experience, Absolutely. and I'll be next, okay? okay. Sounds good. I like okay. it. Okay. We don't want to leave you. We have to run. This is Mary Parker, and I am the chick in charge. Subscribe to The Chick in Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chick in Charge.